It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you saw on Tuesday was the Mean Green Farm Team in action. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us today, Daryl Daprich, Montgomery Radio veteran, the man, the myth, the legend, the very handsome man himself. Joining us Hmm. to discuss Auburn landing, really just calling up two members of its farm team, from North Texas, Jair Shorter, the wide receiver, and Larry Nixon, the third, the inside linebacker. Auburn got better on both sides of the football yesterday, as far as I'm concerned, Daryl, with both of these additions. Let's start with Jair Shorter. This is a guy that I think can start assuming he's healthy, Daryl. That seems to be the biggest question mark around him is his health and his reliability to play all 12 games. That's really the biggest thing against this guy. Yeah, it is. It's funny. It is we did a show a few months ago about what we felt like the, the position, we ranked the positions and the, the, the areas of need, and linebacker and receiver were pretty high. Auburn addressed both of those today just fantastically. So starting with shorter first, we talked about he is a guy that's a big play receiver. I mean, his ratio – of when he touches the ball, I saw it. he scores 45% of the time that he's got the ball in his hands. That, that's ungodly. I mean, that's just yeah. really high. So I always, you know, I was equating him to a take the top off kind of guy, a guy that's real fast on the outside, but doing a little digging uh, before we recorded, he's also one of the most physical receivers that Auburn will have. He's a guy with his size at 6'4", 218. Some of his f- uh, footage in his film showed him really out physicaling guys and you know high pointing the ball but but being really good in one-on-one situations because of how physical he is. So mm-hmm. you know you not only get the speed, one of the things we really lacked the last few years at Auburn is receivers that could get the ball in traffic or fight for the ball. You know, the one-on-ones, the hand fighting, get the ball, go get it. Auburn was really lacking in that area. And now you kind of get a two for one. You get a guy that's got speed to take the top off. And then you get a guy that's really physical that should win one of those some of those one-on-one battles. I feel fairly confident saying that the addition of Jair Shorter, once again, assuming he's healthy, hurts one player on Auburn's roster as far as the amount of snaps that he will get this fall. And it's Nick Mardner, which is interesting because they added him first. But you just look at where Jair Shorter lined up at North Texas a season ago. He played 450 snaps on offense. Just 26 were in the slot. The rest were outside. And most of them was wide to the left part of the the formation. 375 snaps to the left side. 46 snaps to the right side. So we'll see if he's more of a left or uh, right-sided guy. They put Camden Brown on the left more than they did anywhere else. So, you know, you, you kind of feel good about that position. So, he'll probably play wide to the right a good amount, Daryl. That's where Nick Mardner was. And so, I think when you look at shorter and kind of where he's going to line up, um, I, I think this takes snaps away from Mardner. That's all I'm trying to say. 
It's a good point. You know, Marder was the guy, another guy that's physical, it's tall. He's got sure. the physical attributes of being a big receiver that Auburn's lacking in the in the red zone uh, inside the 15. But here's the scenario that I foresee, and I've mentioned this before. You can never have too many guys that are physical receivers when you get inside the 15 and you're trying to score instead of settle for field goals. So if you put Mardner, Cam Brown, Shorter, and Fairweather in the game inside the 15, mm-hmm. I like the – especially with a guy like Thorne who throws a good fade ball and a good jump ball. He did that to Reed and to Coleman at Michigan State. I like Auburn's chances now of getting some of those 50-50 balls inside the 10 or 15 and scoring some touchdowns on the backside of the end zone where guys go up and high point it. Just put all four of them out there, three wide three wide receivers and a big tight end, and see what happens. I love that. These are guys that use their body. Cam Brown will learn to do it more. I think he's a guy that will emerge to use your body yeah. like a basketball player does, boxing the, the defender out and going to get it. Yep. And that comes with experience. I mean, Jair Shorter has a thousand over a thousand snaps of game reps. And I don't care what level that you're playing that at, as long as it's in the college level, which obviously North Texas is, that's huge. And that's something like Camden Brown doesn't have. Like Javaris Johnson doesn't have. Coy Moore doesn't have. Like there's not a whole lot of dudes on this team that have a thousand snaps of game reps. And all of a sudden, Auburn gets that with the addition of Jair Shorter signing yesterday. I mean, that's that's a big deal. And especially when you talk about experience and you talk about the time of year that these guys in this portals period are, are entering, like you're going to have to learn this offense pretty quick. You're going to have to learn where Hugh Freeze wants you to be. And you're going to have to get on campus and develop rapport with, with Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford. And a guy... I feel better, Daryl, about a guy that has a thousand reps. What is it exactly? It is exactly one thousand one hundred and seventy-four game snaps at North Texas. You know the, the, the whole thing about that. You make a good point. We joked about the farm system, but Division One football is Division One football, right? And so yeah. this guy has get, taken a lot of snaps in a conference that plays some big boy football. I mean, they play some SEC schools. They throttled Arkansas a few years ago. Um, so, you know, it's not like they're coming. Who else beat Arkansas recently? Oh, did he freeze do it at Liberty? Okay, He sure did. See, that's there all, you go. That's so, all I'm saying. That's it. And then that's the thing. If you got guys that are at that group of five and that are excelling, that's good football. I mean, there's some really good yeah. – I mean, obviously it is if guys like – teams like Cincinnati getting the college football playoff last year. Coastal Carolina's had some good years. So – don't let the fact that he played a group of five fool you and that he excelled there and that that old sentiment that, well, he, he played lesser competition. No, he didn't. I mean, four or five games, he played significant competitions because guess what? They don't play down. Group of fives don't play Division two teams. Group of fives play up in their non-conference so they can get that paycheck. So sure. they're getting – I mean, that that's the point people need to realize. They're getting great experience against great athletes, and this kid still had 11 touchdowns. Again, that's just an insane ratio. I don't care if he only has 500 yards or 300 yards. I really don't care. If he gets into eight, nine touchdowns and he's he's a he's a scoring machine, that's what you want from the wide receiver position. And I think it's just going to make the whole room better because the competition now is going to be fierce. Yep. Daryl, I want to play a game, and I didn't tell you we were going to go here. I want to play a game involving Jair Shorter and some stats, projections. We're going to guess. 
And then we'll talk about Larry Nixon and what he can do for this defense as well. The other member that Auburn called up from North Texas. He got the call. Yesterday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, we've got a new sponsor on the show. Our friends at Bird Dogs are now sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network family of shows, which is very, very cool. I'm actually wearing a pair of Bird Dog shorts right now. They sent, uh, they sent me two of them, Daryl, and also... They sent me this awesome Tumblr. If you're watching on, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can check that out. But these things are the most comfortable uh, bits of clothing that I now own, and they're extremely versatile. They've got that liner on the inside, so I mean, you can work out in them, you can swim in them. You you just got back from Disney. These things would have been sweet to wear at Disney. Oh yeah. Um, and also, when I put them on, Daryl, and I walked out in front of my wife, here's what she said to me. She said, "You've I've never loved you more." Well, See, okay. that's. That's clutch. I mean, that's the biggest selling point right there. I mean, she was bird dogging you, you could say. Wow. How about that? Mm -hmm. So, so if you want to be loved by people more, head over <laughs> to birddogs.com slash locked on college. No spaces there. Bird dogs. That's an S on the end, plural. Birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college. Once again, no spaces. Locked on college. They'll throw in this free custom, um, Yeti Tumblr, which is awesome. So um, be sure to do that. And uh, yeah, they've got all kinds of different um, articles of clothing, but super comfortable, super versatile. So shout out to our friends at Bird Dogs for joining the show. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Daryl, uh, let's play a quick game. And like I said, I didn't tell you we were going to go here, so this is all impromptu. Okay. I'm going to list a receiver, and mm -hmm. you're either going to say that receiver's name or Jair Shorter's name with who has more of an impact on the offense in 2023. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Coy Moore. Coy hmm. Moore is going to have more of an impact. Okay. And, and I, per I I worded it more of an impact because some may be receiving, some may be drawing coverage. Jet some may sweeps. be. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, so uh, I purposely left that open-ended. Camden Brown. Camden Brown. Jay Fair. Shorter. Javarius Johnson. Javarius Johnson. Nick Mardner. Shorter. So you agree with me on, on him possibly losing some, yes, some game? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Malcolm Johnson Jr. Shorter. This is a tough one. Amari Kelly. Shorter. Jackson Billings, Trent Mason, Jake Cruz. Okay, that's it. Those are the scholarship receivers. Okay. Uh, well, Rivaldo Fairweather. Well, mm, as a tight end, I, that's kind of apples and oranges, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Fairweather. I just think he's going to be on the field for more snaps. Than what about, um, once again, this is apples and oranges, but I still think it's a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. Brian Batie. Oh, wow. You're yeah. really, you're coming, you're coming with the fastball. Velo. You get back from vacation. Yeah. You, you just come on with me. You just went and, high cheese. You, 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 you Ronald Acuna me right there. Um, I'm, uh, I'm wearing these bird dogs and I'm all of a sudden feeling myself. A bird a dog bit. Me. I'm going to go Batie. 
because of the fact oh, really? that again, yeah, because of snaps. I mean, look, he can he's first of all Do you think Batiste gonna have more snaps and shorter? I do. Barely. You put a bet on that? Sure. We're already doing the okay. Sean Jackson bet, so you might as well go over two. But yeah. Um, I, I like I think Petit because he'll stay in in passing situations coming out of the backfield and also get some carries. So that I think he'll you know, I think he'll have a few more snaps a game than shorter. But I think shorter at the end of the year, well, it's gonna be interesting. That's a good I'm trying to think of who would have more touchdowns, which is more than just I mean, impact encompasses more than just touchdowns. But looking at that, I'm gonna say shorter will have mm, gosh, you really got me with that one. Yeah, I'm gonna I say think, shorter. I think, it's, I think it's shorter. I think shorter, I think shorter will have more touchdowns, but I think Petit will have more all-purpose yards and have a little bit more of an impact. Yes. Interesting. Let us yeah. know in the YouTube comments who has a bigger impact on the offense in your mind. If you had to guess right now, Jair Shorter or Brian Petit? Because I, I think that's a fun conversation. Because it's a great I question. You. It's it's hard. I mean, that's yeah, a hard I'm question. going shorter because I think Damari does more of the stuff that we thought bad T was going to do. Hmm. Just a hunch, just a hunch. But I think Hugh Freeze likes Tamari Austin. See, and my, my question on that then is then why did you go out, use a scholarship to get Petit if you felt like I don't you think, had the, you I had think the Hugh Freeze answered that. I think yeah, he Hugh Freeze answered that after eight. I think day. it's like, yeah, is better than I thought, my bad. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. he said it pretty clearly, Daryl. Yeah, but again, you never can, the depth position there. I mean, right away after a day, one of them, you know, Batie gets hurt, so uh, and was in a walking boot for a while. Who, so that who, who's about to be on campus like next week? Jeremiah, Jeremiah Cobb. Cobb, who I think. I mean, I've I've sung his praises for. I'm telling you, and that and he's a versatile. dude. He's so good with his hands too. He's a dude that could hurt Batie's impact. And like, yeah. I'm not down on Brian Batie. I'm just saying. I'm higher on Jair Shorter. Than Are I you throwing that. in the impact of return yardage? Ooh, that's a good question. Say, because if, if we're going so, solely offense, then I can't cheat and include his kickoff return yardage because that's special teams. That's well, not the same I, I, thing. I think my question was who has a bigger impact on the offense. Well, so I don't say fatigue. So. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, but I think at the end of the day, man, if he houses a couple this year, from back there that kick it's just it, it's a great I mean, question. If, if I mean, he scores two on special teams, all of a sudden the answer is clear as far as general mm -hmm. impact, but on offense. Yeah, let's keep it yeah. specifically on offense. Well, yeah, still I still think barely. Barely. Because if I'm working for FanDuel and I'm setting the over-unders on mm -hmm. special team touchdowns by bad T, I'm putting it at one and a half. The reason why I'm a little bit reluctant to go as high as you on that is because I'm not solely convinced he can stay healthy the whole year. I hope he does. I want him to, but track record shows that he doesn't. So if he doesn't play, but in five or six games, then that's going to be a problem. You know, my answer may be different if I felt like he was going to play in all 12. Are you talking about bad T or shorter? Shorter. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yep. That's the, that's the biggest argument against him for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. For shorter. That's bad. For I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. Larry Nixon, the third. The other, uh, the other North Texas player to to get called up to Auburn. We talked about him a ton on the show yesterday, Daryl. And if you want more Larry Nixon thoughts, Charlie Five did not hold back. He's been high on Larry Nixon since the get go. But now that it's official, can he can he fight and be a starter on this defense? Because it's a similar situation as we talked about with Shorter coming in later in the process after spring. This is a guy that's played a Good amount of football. I mean, he's been on. He's been a college football player since 2018. Daryl, 
Can he grasp this Ron Roberts defense that seems a little more sophisticated than most college defenses, which is definitely what Auburn needs? Can he grasp it quick enough to, to be a starter? That's a million-dollar question because I feel like if he grasps the defense, he will start. The physical attributes, the experience, the dog that's in him, if he picks up the You think schemes, he's got that dog in him? I do think he's got that dog in him. I really that's do. And I think that if he gets the scheme down and gets the defense down, he will start. I just think it's hard to keep somebody off the field that's got that many tackles, that's played that many college football games, that's got that type of physical attributes as a thumper from the inside linebacker position. I mean, you think about this, Auburn's defense traditionally doesn't have outside backers. They, you know, they're the edge, but sure. they've addressed those and now they've moved inside and addressed that. I mean, so Ooh. I mean, I know they're high on Woodyard and some of these other guys emerging, but you need depth. And this is a guy that I feel like if he comes in, grasps Ron Roberts' defense, he will start. And you got it's a big if. He took his time with his decision, right? I mean, several people thought that he could commit two weeks ago, right? Yeah. So he took his time with it. I'm sure he had several feelers out. I'm sure he had other options where maybe there's a clearer path to playing time. But he chose to use his last year of eligibility here in a room with a bunch of dudes that can play. That speaks, on several guys. that speaks volumes at what he feels like he's – what he expects yeah. to do. Yeah, so I guess my question about that is, is that him – do you think that's more of him believing in himself or do you think that's more of Auburn defensive coaching staff saying like, hey, like you've only got to beat out these dudes? I think it's both because when you look at his other okay. offers – at West Virginia, he could have stepped on the field and played right away. West Miami, Virginia felt really good about him, by the did. way. A few yeah. of them came over to the YouTube page yesterday and were like, yeah, oh, we're coming. Like, no, dude, no. Yeah, yeah, that's that's West Virginia. But um, Miami, I don't know what they have coming back at linebacker, but they have a history of having really good athletic linebackers. And if Mario Cristobal wants you, he, he usually gets you. I mean, you know, he when he sets his sights – on you, you, he usually locks you down, except Connor Lou. Um, Yikes. And, and so he's 0 for 2, by the way. Hugh Freeze has put him in a locker. Um, so the, the, he stuffed him in a locker. He really did at Miami Central High School. So the thing is, it, I look I look at offers. I look at where – and I think if there was a, there's a path, more of a path for playing time at West Virginia, and then there's a traditional really good recruiter in Cristobal coming to play at the U, he spurned both to play at Auburn. He mm -hmm. feels like he's confident enough that he feels like he's going to play and start. And I think Auburn's coaches have also said, hey, I'm not guaranteeing you anything because they don't yeah. do that. But come here and you'll get every opportunity to show what you can do and earn that starting position. He, I think he has enough confidence in himself to do it. How good do we feel about the current state of Auburn football's roster? It seems like every few weeks it gets just a little bit better. We answer that question next right here on Locked On Auburn. When it the NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord, it is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. It's a great way to get in touch with me, with Daryl, with any of the guests that we have here. 
throughout the show. And also, join it and tell us what you think. Who has a bigger impact on offense this season? Jair Shorter or Brian Batty? I think it's a fascinating conversation. And we'll stick with just offense. Take special teams out of it. All right, so Auburn, Auburn's really shored up a lot of positions. I, I feel significantly better about wide receiver as far as the depth goes. And there's upside now, all of a sudden. I think you look at it with Harris from Ohio State. I think you look at the upside that Shorter represents. There's a lot of it now where it's like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Um, you, yeah, you didn't it, throw it, that name in there. You didn't throw that name in there. When we were talking about wide receivers and who was better or who's going to have a bigger impact. Yeah, you I was throwing throw down Auburn's roster. I guess he's not officially yeah. added to the roster yet. But you would but have said Shorter, right? I would have said Shorter over yeah. Burton, yeah. I said I said Harris a second ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, Burton. That's okay. Burton, yep. So... The receiving room seems better. The offensive line room seems better. Running mm. back was fine. Tight ends, fine. The defensive line's fine. I, I think with the addition of the extra linebacker, and there's still talk about possibly adding a safety, but really, the only position group where I'm looking at it right now is pass rusher, where it's like I'd like one more, and that Uku kid's still out there, the mm -hmm. James Madison kid. So if Auburn could add him, Daryl, all of a sudden, I think Auburn, Auburn's roster there's no glaring weaknesses. Quarterback position also got better. I think I mistakenly yeah. last week said that Ukwu, that ship had sailed, and Auburn jumped back in that game. Well, I um, think we had the same intel on that, and I yeah, was the same thing. Yep. And, and Auburn jumped back in, and then I'm trying to connect the dots and read the tea leaves with Trevon Reed and Ron Roberts and some of those guys acting like we ain't done yet, you know, that whole thing they say. Yeah. So if you think about it, there's only really, in my opinion, two positions that are out there that Auburn's talked about adding another body, edge and safety. Right. And I, I just think it's going to be the edge. I believe mm -hmm. I, I truly believe well, that we they've add got one scholarships there to add both if they want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if they but, do that, they've shorted up big time. Yeah. I, and I don't know if you heard Charlie Five and I talked about this yesterday, but the safety thing is interesting because the messaging is consistently like, yes, we're looking for another safety. But they haven't really pursued a kid that hard that plays safety and every time like a, a competent safety enters a portal where it's like oh that makes sense it doesn't appear that they're really pursuing any of these guys so i am curious to see if there's more grad transfer guys that announce over the course of the summer because i mean there's going to be several opportunities for that to happen you know they could do it halfway through the summer in a mini mester type situation or obviously at the end of the summer and they get here right before fall camp I'm curious to see if that's the route that they go for safety, if there's something brewing there. Or, you know, Hugh Freeze has shown that, like, they're not going to settle for guys to enter the portal just because, like, maybe, maybe they feel fine about it. Or maybe there's another position change coming down the line. Keep in mind that it worked once with Jalen Simpson. Auburn is very, very corner heavy. What if there was one other guy that emerged that was a little bit of a larger corner that could play safety and tackle in the box. Maybe that's an option. Who would that be? Man, I don't know. I hadn't I hadn't really well, I'll tell you who I are think. we as corner safety as we think we are, or are top yeah. corners just really good? I think we've got gosh, I mean when I think of Keontae Scott and you know Pritchett and then DJ James and I mean, you know, now Kyan Lee coming in. I mean that that's a lot of dudes, right? Well, it, I mean, it's that, four, but you're going to play two or three of those all the time. Like, that's not. I, I mean, we saw and we saw JD Rim go down. 
Yeah. So it's like, are we as deep at corner that as we think we are, or is it just we've got four dudes that we really, really like? I think we're pretty deep. I think a guy like J.D. Rim, who went down last year, can come back in and make another positive impact this year. Are four quarters you... deep? Is that well? Is that's, that, deep that makes five. That makes five with Rim. Kane Lee, DJ, Keontae, Nehemiah, and then Rim. Okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So if you you could move one of those dudes to safety and keep four corners, how sweet would that be? And I know who I would, I think, could do it because he's athletic enough. Keontae. Yep. I really Six do. Six foot, one eighty six pound safety. Yep, he he's right. physical though. You, I mean, you remember how watching oh, tackle? Yeah. I mean, he he absolutely lights you up. And I think of a guy like Rod Woodson in the NFL, who was a freak athletically, and then he moved to safety his last three years. You look at Jalen Simpson, who did it. So I think it could be done. I think you just want to keep four corners. If one guy gets hurt or comes out of fall camp, and they don't have that four man rotation, I don't see I don't see it happening. But I'd rather if, than put Keontae at nickel and then move Bridges back to safety. Well, you got Kaufman that supposedly plays nickel. Well, Bridges started at A-Day. Yeah, but th- I don't know if that was a matter of if, th- if there was a reason for that or not. You know, and I then, think they you, started some dude so they wouldn't transfer. I'm just and being then you, honest with you. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, we talked about that in some of the situations. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it'd be int- I, think it, I think there's a path there. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I want them to no, do you're it. You're speculating. I, just, I get it. Just speculating. There's just a path there because it's been done before. Now, it hasn't been done with this coaching staff. Yeah. Simpson moved under the previous coaching staff. Right. And it worked. If if Auburn gets another pass rusher, I'll change my prediction from 7-5 to five to 8-4. and four. Yeah, I'm already st- I'm sticking with it. I think you're, you're, you're at eight and four already. I'm at eight. I'm at eight and four. I was at eight and four when we talked after Thorne came on board. I was Thorne at eight made four. it eight wins for you. Mm-hmm. I, he, he jumped me from six point five, which I hate how people do that, but I'll say it six point five to eight. And then I think that they could overachieve with the right defensive scheme and adding a, a, a dominant edge rusher on each side coming after you in the cloud, or or an SEC West team just kind of you know not doing it. I mean. If you told me A&M fell apart or either Mississippi school fell apart or Arkansas fell apart, I mean, Auburn's probably at eight wins. Exactly, because all you got to do is split. And then you, and I'm not trying to dog Vanderbilt, but that's who you pick up in the East. Yeah. You know, you're, I mean, you're, you're playing the weakest team in the East finally. Mm-hmm. So you should, you know, that you should, I mean, they played Missouri last year, who was just as, you know, just as weak at some point, but, I mean, I think Missouri is a better football program than Vanderbilt right now. So sure. I don't know. It's it's just interesting to think about. I think I think the path for four and four, you got to win all four mm. uh, non-conference, and then I think you can split, and then from there win the bowl game or overachieve, and I think it'd be pretty cool. What a great day for Auburn yesterday. I mean, that was just that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun adding shorter and Nixon. It was sure. great too. You know, traveling back, getting notifications. It is fun. I, I love that they both popped at the same time. It'll be interesting to see by Saturday if there's one or two more that come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they if they want to enroll in summer classes, like it's they got to get here. They Isn't that here. doesn't it start in a couple of days? Classes start in a couple of days. I think Charlie Five the eighteenth, the seventeenth. But you get okay. like two or three days. You can like start. You can enroll until like second or third day. So gotcha. I mean, it, it okay. needs to be this week, though. It sounds like. Yeah, it sure does. So yeah, we'll see. Dap, how can people um, 
Check you out. Love on you. All that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410. The Discord, like Zach mentioned, Monday mornings, Auburn Opelika this morning, and then Tuesday's Max Roundtable. Yes, you can follow me on socials at Z Blackberry. Read all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.